Welcome back to Clone Dance Party, everybody. It's Season 3, Episode 9, Insolvent Phantom of Tomorrow. In this episode, Sarah goes to Grandma's house. Allison has some campaigning to do. Helena doesn't like babies being threatened. Cosima is understandably paranoid. Rudy is a glitch. And Mrs. S gets the band back together. I'm Liz. I'm Janice. I'm Lynette. And I'm Shane. Hey, Shane. Welcome, Shane. Quite unexpected, but, you know, it's all good. Yes. Um, this episode, we were supposed to feature our, the wonderful Miss Ashley Cannon. However, Ashley uh, was stuck somewhere that didn't have internet and was unable to join us tonight. So uh, Shane saw my SOS and jumped on with us. Yes. Appreciate it. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. So, can I just say... Siobhan the Bomb. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. That sing performance, I've never heard her sing before. Um, apparently, her and her husband have a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had heard that, yeah. Yeah, I saw an interview on the RTE network, which is an Irish television network. And they okay. Did, they did an, uh, she, Murder or Kennedy, did an interview. I must pop it onto the... Uh, on the uh, in the uh, Facebook page, but yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful interview. Awesome, yeah. Uh, when they called her Siobhan the Bomb, I was like, oh yes, I'm just so excited to see how this plays out. And um, I've been very vocal of my crush on Maria Doyle, Maria Kennedy Doyle, and uh, I like her quite a bit. I have not been quiet in my crush on uh, Siobhan. And I've been trying to get my husband to understand it. When he watched this episode with me this week, he went, oh, yeah, now I see it. That's <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> like, right? Yeah, she's awesome. Like, yeah, I just, um, I felt I felt a little bit harder in crush with her this week. And I do love that her old neighborhood, the pub they go to is the Bayonet. I just find that yeah. <laughs> perfectly fitting. Yeah. Like, that was just, that was just wonderful. Perfect. But outside of Siobhan the Bomb, what did everybody think of this episode? Oh, I loved it. Oh, it was great. It was uh, it was perfect. I, I liked it. I thought there was a lot of brutality, though. Mm. Yeah, it did get really violent. And oddly, the thing that made me the most mad, yeah. and this just comes from my anxiety and my OCD, was... Uh, Right after Donnie gets the stockroom cleaned up and the drug dealer comes through and starts knocking shit oh, off the yeah. shelf. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Definitely. it really bugged me, yeah. Mm. Uh, that's the thing that got me the most. But the moment for me, no, Delphine, no, don't you dare do this. What? What What did you not want her to do? Well, when she was running the uh, basal blade underneath the tap. Oh, oh, okay. Yes. I was just, I was just, was, I was just screaming at the uh, at the TV. You know, don't you dare do this. Yeah, it was when she pulled the uh, the blade out of her shoe. Yeah. I was like, why do you have a razor pocket in yeah. your boots? Yeah. This is no, 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 no. You're not gonna, no, no, no. Like that was, yeah, I agree. That was a pretty brutal scene. Yeah, it was. Even though the question. Is, in in my mind, is that we've seen a lot of from her this season. Would she would she, would she have the 
cojones to actually go through it, go through with it. I don't know. Oh, but you, uh, yeah, oh, you know, you guys are talking, I don't know, but you guys are talking about all the violence. It was always all the violence after. It's like we saw the guys, except for when they were beating up that poor Terry guy. That was horrid. Mm. Yeah, that was really. You're right. I mean, it was after the fact when the guy was dead, the taxi driver. But still, I mean, it was a pretty brutal killing. They showed his neck. They showed his yeah. neck. And then they came, Helena comes out with that huge machete. And, you know, that just was dripping with violence. But we didn't actually have to watch that happen, thank goodness. But, yeah. It wasn't a machete. It was the thing from the slicer. Oh, the paper cutter? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness! She had she ripped the slicer apart. <sighs> yeah, um, but yeah, I could have done without the whole beaten Terry to death thing. Yeah, poor yeah. Terry. Uh, but no, as far as Delphine, yes, and the reason she was going, the reason Delphine did this instead of sending someone to do this, because Rachel would not have done that shit on her own. Mm-hmm. She would have walked in, had her say, and then her cronies would have done it. Yeah. The reason Delphine was the one doing it is because it's Cosima. Yeah. And the reason that she was contemplating it after Cosima was like, oh, my bad, it wasn't Shay, was because it was like, hmm, can I say she called me too late and get rid of this bitch that's diddling the woman I love? Like, that was, she was doing it because of Cosima. And so for that reason and that reason alone, yes, she could have taken her out. Even though the question is, what happened there? I mean, now, now she's told Shay all this secret you know, stuff, you know, about Castor and that, all that sort of malarkey. You know, what's happened? Well, she didn't really say anything. She just said the name Castor a yeah. lot. It yeah. wasn't like, you work for the male clones of this company mm. in the U.S. government. She was just like, corporate espionage, Castor, Castor, Castor. Also, she's mine, not yours. But mostly Caster, Caster, Caster. I know, but she, she, um, she's not dumb. Right. You know, she could quite easily, you know, ask around or do a Google search or, you know, <laughs> that sort of stuff and find out herself. And um, are, we, yeah. are we certain that um, she's completely clean? No, not at all. No. Yeah. So... She may she may have ways of getting information. I that would be more um, you know you know more less run of the mill than googling something. I guess I I, I guess yeah. I would say. I mean you can see that you know you see her in this army uniform. Yeah, I don't think Shay is completely innocent, but she wasn't that specific mole. No. And Gracie being that mole, I think um, was a really fun uh, plot twist. Hmm. Uh, and Gracie, the thing that started me being concerned about Gracie being not on the level mm-hmm. was uh, when she hugged Helena before her doctor's appointment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Helena didn't catch like, it, but. Yeah, Helena was just like, oh, we are friends now. She hugged. Yeah. You thought there was something more. I mean, when she hugged Helena, well, even when she said she had the doctor's appointment, she told Allison, I thought, okay, I don't know where she's going, but she's not coming back. Yeah, but you knew you knew when she hugged her that it was it was not just. And I had no I I mean I have to say I had no idea where she was going and after the fact. No, I thought sense. she was I thought she was just I thought she was just running away. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I thought well where is she going to go? And the only thing that really does make sense is for her to be going to, to, towards Mark. 
Yes, but I didn't think it was uh, going towards Mark in a I've been spying on everybody way. I thought yeah. it was a Mark got out. She, you know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And I like that she called Kasima and apologized. Yeah. Like, you guys have all been really nice. I really hate to do this, but I love him. So, uh, peace. Yeah. Can I go really, really strange on you? How do we know that was Mark? I had the same question. Me too. Was it really Mark? He limped, which I mean you can fake. But I'm inclined to actually believe that it was Mark because of the way his face lit up. I don't think think the casters are that good of actors. Right. Yeah, I mean, the the first time I watched it, I I thought it could even be Rudy because you could put some sort of cosmetics on Rudy. So at least at first glance, you wouldn't see the scar. Um, mm-hmm. But the second time I watched it, yeah, you're right. His face lit up. Yeah, and he had. He, he really there was, lit up. They're, they're. Um, while they're not as dissimilar as the female clones, there are little little things about them that are different. And the little thing that was different about Mark just seemed to be there the second time I watched it. Yeah, the caster. What I was saying is the caster clones, uh, being raised in the army, were raised to be more similar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Since they were all raised in a group, there's going to be a lot more similarities, as opposed to Lita, who was not raised together at all. <laughs> who was raised in the exact opposite conditions, so they are fairly the exact opposite. Allison was only there for five seconds. Right. Yeah. I like the fact. I like the fact that Allison's storyline this week was told by Donnie and Helena. Mm-hmm. And I liked Helena putting the potato carrot mint mixture. Whatever it was on Donnie's face. Oh, I know. Whatever it was. <laughs> we used to make this when the nuns would beat the demons out of us. And Donnie's like, I didn't know that. I didn't have to yeah, I haven't heard that story. My babies. It's my babies. I haven't heard that story either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're cute. They are so cute together. I really like them. They're so fun. And then Helena and Gemma. Oh, you are a strong warrior. Let me show you how to gouge out somebody's no, eyes. I, <laughs> I don't think I'm and, supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah, and Gracie, but, Helena, yeah. I'm not like that anymore. <laughs> I am mother I, now. I am mother. I am on a different walked, path. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I walk a different path. And then Donnie reminding her later, you're on a different path, remember? Oh, I put down the knife. But yeah, and I mean, I know that Donnie doesn't really get Helena, but if you didn't want her there, you should not have brought her. Yeah, I mean, what did having Allison in the car, you know, it, it wasn't Allison, but having someone who looks like Allison in the car do? Yeah, I think he was just trying to, I mean, Helena was probably like, no, we're getting my babies. I'm coming with you. Mm. But, like, either let her come in and just be like, oh, my wife has laryngitis, not, you know, the syntax disease. <laughs> Syntax. I love that. Yeah, that was a quote. Uh, yeah, you know, it's that really bad cold that changes your syntax. I have that as a quote, too. Yeah, I do, too. Yeah. Hilarious. Um, And I just, anybody else would have realized that if you brought Helena there, she was going to do something. It's like, yeah, well, we know what's going to happen now. (laughs) Yeah. My husband's like, oh, that's. My husband yeah. figured that out from the moment the guy took the, took the um, took the the container. It's like yeah. you know when he was confronted Donnie and he took the container. My husband is like, okay, Elaine is going to go take care of these guys. Yeah, right. 
But, and, uh, but how sweet was that, that Johnny saying, you know, I'm making a decision. This is about my family and you're my family. And Helene is like, there's a cry. She's like, oh, not just Sarah loves me. <laughs> um, and Helena dancing around while she was making the whatever oh. she was making. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and singing. It was great. Like, oh, that needs to just be like something we like. Just like an hour or so of that just needs to be on Netflix. You can just constantly like replay it. I know it. Like when you're having a bad day or you're like cleaning the house or whatever, you can just have that on and be dancing around and singing with Helena. Like that was just perfect for me. Um, yeah, Helena. I just really loved Helena in this episode. But oh, somebody on our page, I think it was Val or. No, it was Ginger when I was talking to Ginger. Pointed out that there was cameras everywhere. So if people find these dead bodies, it's going to be on camera that Helena and Donnie entered that building. And then Helena walked out with a big-ass bag stuffed all of the way full with money and a bloody slicer in her hand. Yeah. So do we think that that's going to be a problem, or is it just going to be like, I mean, he was the head of the Portuguese mob, so it's not like his boss is going to come looking. His boss is going to come looking. No, Poochie was the boss. I wonder if it's going to be the other way around. As in, as in, now Helene, everyone is thinking, well, if if she could take them all out, maybe we should go to her. Maybe Johnny... Oh, yeah, and so Alice and Donnie and Helena become the drug masters? Yeah. Yeah, hmm. and become the boss. Well, that's an interesting idea. Honestly, I hope not, because I was kind of happy the drug thing seems to be over. Yeah, I was. I yeah, thought it was too. over. So, Cosima and Scott hanging out at Scott's house. I like that That is that just scene. adorable. Yeah. All you have is schnapps? <laughs> yeah, does he yeah. really look like the kind of person who's going to have... Wild house parties. <laughs> yeah, you probably bought that bond like five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Scooter doesn't seem like the person to have actual grown-up liquor in the house. Yeah, and he probably bought that because he was making like some dessert or something. So, do we think Casima should have thought it was like? I know that most of us fell for the red herring of Shay, mm-hmm. but should Casima have fallen for it? Yeah, because you know what? I don't, I'm not buying that she's not trouble yet. Yeah, I agree. I'm not convinced. I am not convinced at all that she is on the up and up. Okay, yeah, I don't, Shay is completely innocent in all this. Like, she is, I do think she was placed there for something, even if it wasn't that. Like, she may not have been placed there uh, for Caster specifically, but I do think that the government placed her with Alita clone. Well, somebody... I've just, uh, even... I've, I've just had a crazy idea. Yes? And I haven't been able to go... In, obviously, I joined this uh, uh, recording with you guys incredibly late, so I haven't gone back to check this. But in the photo of Shay in the army, she had a symbol, yeah. on, she had a symbol on her beret. Back oh. in season, season 2, episode 10, I can't remember which... Uh, Castle clone it was, but when Helena was getting on the plane, 
we saw them having berets. Has anyone gone gone back and checked if those symbols are the same? Hmm. No. No. Interesting idea, though. I don't know enough about the military uniform to know if that's a standard or if it has it's a different one on each one. I don't know either. Huh. Yeah, did not grow up in the military life. I do not know about that stuff. Okay, well, her army photo, it's not a caster symbol. It is, it might be the same one as Paul's. Okay, so that makes sense to me. Okay. But um, that could just mean that they're both rangers or both non-rangers. Right, that's true. Because, yes, different different groups, uh, airborne, infantry, ranger, all of that kind of stuff would have different logos. Okay. So it could just be the standard issue. But, yeah, it does appear to be the same one as Paul's. Awesome. Shay, you were, or Shane, you were very, very smart. Well, thank you very much. So the big stuff. Okay, let's get to it. Lo- London. Yeah. London yeah. calling. London calling. Yes, we finally got to see London call. Mm. And Mrs. S in her home turf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I still, I just love the fact that the bayonet. Yeah. Like that is just the most perfect bar for Siobhan the Frequent. So, you know those people pub. that came in? Pub. Her old, her pub, pub, sorry. Thank you. Pub. Pub. Bar. Pub. Yes. <laughs> the, you know the people that her uh, old band members? Do we know who yes. they are actually her band, band members or some connection? Because they didn't look like they really belonged in the show. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. They uh, um, When you watch Orphan Black on Demand, they have the a closer look mm-hmm. and they didn't mention that they just said that Maria and her husband have a band right and it was really cool to see her get to do that on the show yeah so they didn't say specifically her band was on the show but they didn't also like not say it I don't know well I'm just curious so, I'm just curious because it just seems like that would be something they would do you know they would yeah, yeah and it makes sense they would have them and they were music musicians mm-hmm. they were playing very well yeah um, so, I, w- I would think that that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so somebody, I, somebody out there in our listening land, go find out. Yes, go do that. Please. Um, and I have to say that I absolutely love Sarah and Felix watching her. They were, oh, yeah. yeah, that was really sweet. Uh, just watching her up there and sing. And watching her with her old mates and singing and just seeing her and her, you know, in her home mm. um, and seeing who Siobhan was before they were in her life. I just I thought that was really, really sweet. And I think it gave Sarah and Felix like a more rounded view. And then Terry runs off to give us the big information. Mm-hmm. And Ferdinand is there. And Ferdinand wants to know why he hadn't been called about Siobhan Sadler being back in the UK. Why does Ferdinand know about Siobhan? Does Ferdinand know who the original is? Ooh, maybe. Or is it just because it's Sarah Manning's mom? Or, yeah, because, like... Ferdinand was all kinds of hot on their tail. 
psycho vampire disappear. Yeah, I was not excited to see Fernando. I was no. like, oh, shit, yeah. this isn't going to go well. <laughs> this isn't going to be good for anybody yeah. in contact with, with Sarah and, and no. Siobhan. It's going to be awful. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is when, okay, so Ferdinand later has a discussion with Cosima, no, not Cosima, Delphine, and he says, um, guess who I saw in London? And so Delphine has to admit that Sarah is no longer being held by Dyad. Did Ferdinand know before that beforehand that Sarah had was no longer at Dyad? I don't because know. It didn't seem like it. It didn't, it didn't like seem it. like it. But like, why would you then think that? I mean, I guess this this could be this very low level like kind of mole thing where you know like okay if it, it's if uh, Siobhan ever telling you know paying Terry over the years or holding something over Terry over the years so that if Siobhan does come back. Um, he needs to tell her, because otherwise, why would he be concerned about that? She's well, in, I don't know, because obviously there's more to Mrs. S's story about the about the clones than, than we were told, because her mom is the, what do you call it, original. <coughs> Even more oh, okay. than Siobhan knew. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. so. Did everybody's jaw drop to the floor like mine did? Hello, Mother. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Science Corner Clone Dance Party. It's your host, Liz. <laughs> so, the technical term, and yes, Janice, this is just something I knew. I didn't have to look it up. <laughs> the technical term for what uh, Kendall Malone, right? That was her name? Yes. Yeah. For what she is is a chimera. A lot of people on the internet have seen pictures recently of the very pretty cat that is half white and half black, split completely down the face with one blue eye and one green eye, and it's a really cool-looking cat. And it's a chimera. It absorbed DNA in the womb, and that's exactly what happens in humans. It is super, 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 super rare that someone will contain two strands of DNA. It is even more rarer that you will absorb the, geni- the genetic material of an opposite-sex sibling in the womb. So what happened with Kendall is she absorbed the genetic material of her brother. So her dominant makeup, and this is scientific and biological sex, not societal standards of gender. Kendall's biological sex is female. Her chromosome makeup is XX. So as we can see, since she birthed Siobhan, she does have fully functioning female reproductive stuff. Uh, However, she will also have in her blood, her bone, her skin, all of that kind of stuff, XY chromosomes of similar but not the same genetic material, i.e. a twin brother. Right. This is a real thing. It is not something that was made up for the show, even though the show is science fiction, and it is super rare. So it would make sense from that standpoint for Duncan the Scientist to get everything from one person, the female line and the male line. 
and all he would need from the male line is genetic material. He wouldn't necessarily need reproductive cells. So he wouldn't need sperm or um, ovum. He would need bone marrow, brain tissue, eye tissue. Like, he would just need tissue with DNA. Um, And I think it was very smart of him to go to one person to find a chimera and realize what that was and how golden of an opportunity it would be to use that person for both genetic lines. Mm -hmm. Um, Because then you only have one person you need to deal with instead of two. Um, So all in all, having a chimera be the original makes a lot of sense. Having it be Siobhan's mom is like a little too in family and makes me question Siobhan again about why she was, people were looking for specifically Sarah Manning. Why were they looking for Sarah Manning? The original story we got from Mrs. S is that a little girl was brought to her, but was Mrs. S trying to find Sarah because she knew something? Did she think Sarah was her sibling? Right. Right, exactly. Did she know something about that? You know, not necessarily did she know Sarah was a clone of her mom because she was really surprised to figure out that her mom was also the Lita original. (laughs) But did she think that maybe her mom had donated eggs or had eggs stolen from her? And so Sarah was biologically her half-sister. And if we think about things in the way that we have taken everything on the show – uh, meaning that all of the Lita clones are sisters, which is how they refer to each other. Then, in that regard, since Kendall is the original Lita DNA, that means that Siobhan and Kira would be siblings, because Sarah is a clone of Siobhan's mom, which means that Siobhan's DNA might be just as useful as Kira's. Or useful in a different way. Because she is the DNA of the original clone. And it was right there under our roofs the whole time. So, yeah, that's my big science talk. Awesome. As always. Grateful Thank that. you. Grateful for that. Yeah. But yeah, that, I actually have, was familiar with that. There's just not so much detail, but yeah. That's cool. I'm a science nerd. Me. I cannot wait for Cosima to find that out. Like, Cosima's little science nerd brain is going to flip out. Um, and my big question for the episode, what happened to Felix? Uh, I'm I don't know. Felix. I am very worried about him. I am very worried about him. Mm. Um, so you're talking about his his current safety. Um, in, in light of the fact of what we know about, um, you know, Siobhan's mom, now w- – how does Felix fit into this? I don't know. Felix may actually just be a sibling. He may have been a failed attempt at cloning and ended up just being a child. How would he be a failed attempt at cloning? They mixed up the DNA wrong. So when you're when you're cloning, you actually do use... Um, okay, so remember when Henrik... We found out that Henrik had tried to clone Castor original. Mm-hmm. Right. And he needed a carrier. So 
that clone's information was implanted into one of Bonnie's eggs. And then Bonnie gave birth, because that's how that works. If they had tried to do that with Felix and missed a step or two, they could have just created a child. A child would be okay. Yeah, that child would be okay and not a clone. He would just be a product of a Y spermatozoa and an X ovum getting together and creating new life, as opposed to the clone cell cloning. Or Felix could have just been around and heard some shit when he was little and doesn't realize it. <laughs> but yeah, I am I am all kinds of worried about Felix for all kinds of reasons right now. Um, and Felix is definitely the heart of this show. So I think killing him off would be really, really difficult. I think that there's a chance that they would lose watchers. Oh, I'm definitely. not worried about him being killed off. I just think we're going to see him be... If if Ferdinand's got him, it's – I mean, I don't think that Ferdinand will think he has particular information, but he will use him as a pawn or or a hostage to get Siobhan and Sarah to do something, and he will be brutal in in his attempts to get them to, to agree. Yes. That's what I'm worried about. I agree. Poor Felix. And he was so happy about, oh, we're going home? <laughs> yeah. I just I just had another crazy wild thought. Okay. Uh in season one, the big bad was Tomas. Uh-huh. He, he he got killed. Uh-huh. Season two, the big bad in my opinion well you could call Rachel, but was Henrik. Okay. He got, he got killed. Okay. Isn't it time for when the good guy is to be killed off? Shh, don't say that shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. It absolutely is. Well, they can't kill. They can't kill. No, they can't kill Felix. Um, I really do think that they would lose viewership. Mm. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. I'm not, I'm not agreeing with it. It's just a crazy thought I had. Don't have those thoughts. They're not healthy. Um. But yeah, so who rewound it a few times and turned up the volume a lot to see if you could hear what Terry was saying? I didn't. And it didn't was just you... a lot of really, it was a lot of really loud static. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and I love the fact that Sarah saw the cell phone and was like, nope, we're still doing this shit. <laughs> Mrs. S isn't going to do anything. Uh... So how did Mrs. S know to go to go there? Because that's what uh, Terry told her. Oh, that's right. Terry told her it was her mom, so that's why she was she ended up there. Okay. Mm. Yep. All right. Um, and we also heard that my theory of Mrs. S uh, being the one to stab John Sadler in the neck with gardening shears to be false. Mm-hmm. Mm. It was not Siobhan who did it. It was her mother, which kind of makes it worse. And I liked her line about, you didn't steal me from the cradle. I was 17. You sound like a 17-year-old right now. I was 17. I was an adult. Um, But also, and I was done with you at 12, which leads us to believe that maybe uh, 
Kendall was not the best parent in the world. And uh, Siobhan has always been a little punk con man delinquent, <laughs> which is why she took in uh, the budding delinquent at age six of Felix and taught her children punk so they would have an outlet for their delinquency, except she didn't really explain that part. <laughs> well, if you had a mother like Kendall, would you be a delinquent trying to survive? Oh, hell yeah. I tried to explain that to parents of friends of mine who were like Kendall. And they didn't get it until their kids were about 20. Well, as soon as they turned 18, they moved out. They're drunk all the time. They're stoned all the time. They never call me. Duh. <laughs> I told you that was going to happen. And you did not listen to me because I was just a kid. I didn't know. I had to point that out to more than one of my friend's parents. And an ex-boyfriend's mom. But I pointed that out as she was trying to get us back together. Which was hilarious. Because she hated me with the fire of a thousand sons for dating her kid. <laughs> but then she suddenly realized I wasn't so bad after all. And I was like, yeah, I know. Oh, well. You're insane. I ain't messing with that. It was pretty funny. Oh, and I liked everybody's reaction. When Terry was like, yeah, safe houses and places for Carlton to diddle your mom. <laughs> And I like Sarah. Way to go, Mom! <laughs> like, she was proud of it. It was hilarious. Is it just me, or is it every single time that Sarah says Mom, uh, I get a little smile on my face, considering what happened at the start of the season? Yeah. Yes. It's not just you. And I think Siobhan smiles a little bit, too. Like, if you see her face when Sarah does it, she kind of gets a... Like, just a little, like, her eyes sparkle a little bit. Yeah. Siobhan the bomb. Siobhan the bomb. All right. So, um, one of the things there, you know, uh, this this is a question for you, Liz. Um, yes, ma'am. Before they find out that it's it's her mom, they think it's a guy, and mm-hmm. they say, we have to kill him We have to, because he's sterilizing women. No, so, what they're what they're saying is we have to kill him because Castor is sterilizing women. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they have to kill him to prevent Castor from being cured. Okay. So that they all die. Okay. All right. Yeah, because it took me a few times for that too. I was like, this guy is not involved. And then I was like, oh, I get what they're saying. We have to get the original out of the picture. Because the clones are doing this. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. I guess, I guess I assume this guy, they, you know, it was very literal and this guy was like obviously still having sex with women and, and sterilizing them. But no, you're saying that they don't want, okay. Right. Yeah. They want all the caster clones to die out. Okay. Although curing them would prevent them, I think. If you if they were able to be cured of the glitch, I think it would prevent the sterilization. It would literally so, I mean, prevent the sterilization, or or no, literally, it would it would solve that problem because that glitch, the glitch and the sterilizing women is the same thing. Okay, it's the same disorder. So if you cure the glitch, you cure the poison semen essentially. Okay, and so. Uh, they wouldn't be sterilizing the women anymore. So that's good. 
So for me, the whole time when they were like, we have to kill the caster original, always seemed really stupid. Like I never understood. Keeping it away from Cody and them, yes. Killing him and like uh, what Siobhan was going to do, light the house on fire, uh, to burn everything would be the proper way to kill it, not just a gun. Because, again, DNA. Um, and actually, you can even get a few, a little bit of DNA from ashes, because not everything burns, like teeth, some bones, stuff like that. So, I mean, really, unless you dissolved it and lie, yeah, if there's not, there's not really a way to. <laughs> comp- they would have to completely dispose of the body. They would. They would have to do. Even and fire person. isn't fire isn't the proper way. Like they would need to dissolve the body essentially to get rid of all the DNA. Uh, anyway. All right. Anybody have any more big points? No. No, not really. No, I guess I, I just wanted to say two things that are kind of not about this, necessarily about this episode. One is I wanted to point out that, you know, usually I don't like new clones, and I liked Crystal. Okay. So that was interesting. Yeah. The other thing is, I don't know how the how the advertisements worked when you were watching. If you watched the advertisements, but did you see Christian Brun uh, in an advertisement for the um, Doctor Norell and Mister Strange series? Yeah. Yes, that was yes. adorable. Yes. <laughs> that was pretty cute. I thought that we I thought we needed to bring that up. It was really good. Yes. Well, not really the main character, but. The face of Orphan Black. Okay, a face, sort of. <laughs> okay, Tatiana's really the face. <laughs> yeah. So but She's probably off learning Czech or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, I the thought it only... was well written. I was a little bit concerned we were, he was going to drop his pants, but I guess this yeah, is too deep. I can't do that. <laughs> oh, Janice. Oh. What were you going to say, Shane? The only thing, other thing I wanted to say was, where's Art? Who? We haven't seen him art. Art. Oh right. yeah, you're right. We haven't seen him for like four episodes. It's been a while. But hopefully, we see him next episode. Yeah. All right. So, do we have any feedback, Miss Janice? Are we ready for feedback? Or are we doing like? Oh, oh. duh. <laughs> <sighs> you just try to keep me on my toes, aren't you? <laughs> so, like, everybody at work is on vacation or out of surgery, and I've had a sinus infection for, like, three weeks that won't end. My brain is – I go on vacation in six days. My brain is mush. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, Don't worry, brother. I did the exact same thing on my podcast last night. Um, oh, and I actually do have one more thing to say. Okay. Uh, in regards to the Hendrix drug dealing situation, Jason is a bitch. Like, oh, Donnie slapped you and is mad at you for trying to mack on his wife, so now you're going to be like, you can't sell my drugs anymore. I'm yeah, a pout. I know. Like, yeah. you whiny little baby. I know. A typical teenager. Right? And he is, like, I can't have the hot he- cheerleader, so... You can't have my drugs. Yeah, so you take my ball and go home. He hasn't progressed beyond high school, so that's why. Mm. No, but I will say that one of my favorite lines from this series is "You boat shoe cheetah wearing bitch." (laughs) Like that. (laughs) 
boat like that just makes me giggle so hard (laughs) 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 all right but yeah i just think jason is a little bitch that's just my thought hey so is everybody ready to do quotes yeah let's do quotes shane you're first i haven't got anything Okay. Sorry. Well, fix that shit for the rest of it. Gets to thinking. Uh, Lynette? All right. Well, I, there's a bunch, and Helena's gotten a whole bunch of them. But, but Helena is a quote machine for this episode. Oh, she is. Yeah. And it, Donnie is standing outside while she's holding that thing, and he, he goes, Helena, what did you do? I got refund. <laughs> yes. Yes, I love that. Okay, uh, Janice? Uh, okay, um, Donnie tells, or uh, Helena sees Donnie all beaten up, and he says, oh, I ran into a post, and she says, a post made of fists, I think. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for picking mine. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Okay. Kendall, when she says, I guess this is going to come out eventually, but I was hoping I'd be dead. Oh, yeah, that was good. That was good. Favorite scene, Shane? Favorite scene, oh, uh, it's where um, Helena is walking out with all booted up with the um, with the cutter in the hand, and Donnie's like, Helena, what did you do? Yeah, that's a good scene. Uh, Janice? Yeah, I like that scene, too. Um, and she says, I got refund. We should go now. And yeah. She, yeah, she walks out, she walks out, she, you know, there's blood, she's got this, well, I thought it was a meat cleaver, but it was, you said it was the, the um, paper cutter. Yeah. She's got boots, and you, and there's the Helena screech. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Lynette, your favorite? Um, all, all the scenes with Donnie and Helena, and I, you know, all of them, all of what you guys just said, and before when they're, he's, she's trying to fix his face up, and when the, the guy looks through the people and goes, it's the wife, and Helena's trying to look like Allison. <laughs> it, was, it was just great. I loved all that. It was a great scene because he's looking through the people, and it's like it's like that, you know, it's the distorted picture. So I mean, you've got yeah. Helena, Helena, who looks weird to begin with, trying to look like Allison in this distorted picture. I think she smiles. It's, it's yeah. like a great yeah, yeah. little moment. It was. It was great with that that. Allison outfit on. It was great. Right. Janice? Oh, wait. I thought I said my scene already. Oh, I thought you just jumped on to Lynette. No, I said, I said that I liked it when Helena came out with, came out at, with the, you know. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I just added something to Lynette. I'm sorry. I apologize. No, no. That's okay. No, it's okay. That's good. <laughs> I was, so, my is Helena dancing around. <laughs> That's a good scene. It's great scene. Uh, followed followed very closely by Mrs. S singing. It was the music this time that got me. So favorite clone and non-clone, Shane. Uh, I have to go with uh, Helena. It's an easy one for me. And non-clone again, just for the singing. Mrs. S. Uh, Lynette. Uh, favorite clone is Helena, and favorite non-clone is Donnie and Mrs. S. But I do want to give a shout out to Felix for his. I'll be here to see me in my in my pants. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Janice. Yeah, uh, Helena for for favorite clone and um, yeah and and it, yeah it's a tie between Donnie and Mrs. S singing. 
Um, and I also wanted to point out that um, Felix's hair seems to be growing back in. Finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. He looked a little better than I had been. He, he'd been looking at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I agree. Yes, definitely. And then, I'm sorry, who's next? You. We. You. Oh. <laughs> it is me. <laughs> I'm, I'm rubbing off on you. <laughs> I did not realize how tired I was until I tried to focus. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, I just did mine, right? Favorite scene. Dancing. Hotel. No, no, That's we're right. on favorite. No, we're on Throwing favorite clothes. No, we're on favorite clothes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I've, I've got an excuse. It's, all, it's just gone 2 a.m. <laughs> all right. I switched antibiotics today and I'm on the good shit. It always makes me a little loopy. Sorry. All right. So my favorite clone. Totally aware that this is what we're doing right now. Uh, my favorite clone <laughs> is, it has to be Helena. Yeah. She was so perfect in this episode. Uh, and my favorite non-clone is Mrs. S, uh, because I'm in love with her. Yeah. I just, I can't hide it anymore. And in this episode, Liz is under the influence of antibiotics. And mm-hmm. exhaustion. Um, we're, t- we're talking about the good kind of drugs, not the kind of drugs that Donnie and Anderson were trying to sell. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm not on purple drink. That's right. Purple drink. What do you think that is? I'm not on purple drink. Or, and okay, I've been letting this go, but benzo is not a brand of pill. It's a classification. Yeah. Benzodiazepines are a type of medication, like a narcotic is a type of medication, not a pill itself. And so he keeps saying, and I have, a ben- I have benzos. Which kind? Well, maybe he's just being generic. But he doesn't say, I have narcotics. He goes through all the narcotics, mm-hmm. but and then I have benzos. Okay, which ones? Because some are better than others. <laughs> and I mean that from a statistically medical point of view, not uh, Liz does <laughs> drugs in her off time point of view. Um, Thank you, Liz, for like clarifying that. That's <laughs> not a problem. I know I've been a little loopy this episode, but I'm just really tired from a three-week sinus infection and no breaks at work. I swear, that's all it is. <laughs> um, okay. Rating, Shane? Uh, I would have to give it... Oh, I, I am a bit tired. I'm not sure whether to give it a nine or a ten. Well, there's a lot of numbers between those two numbers. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Um, Helena dancing to music. Very nice. Um, Lynette, I am gonna give it, and this is because I think they could have done the whole thing without being so graphic about the violence, like they did with everything else. They got the point across without actually having to watch it. I'm gonna give it a nine seven five. Hitchhiker's references to Don't Panic on the Mug. Yes, that was beautiful. Wasn't that great? Uh, Janice? Okay, I'm, for the, the, yeah, the brutality is um, bringing it down for me, and I'm going to bring it down more, uh, you know. um, 
8.5 out of 10 wooden spoons used as microphones. Oh, yeah. Um, I, was, I was really, I just thought there was no need for that brutality. I also thought, and Shane may want to disagree with me on this, but I didn't, I thought that their, their attempt to make it look like they were in London were pitiful. I just thought they did a really bad job. They could have done a much better job of making you really feel. I mean, they had taxis, but that square where they were was just really a strange place for to be close to where Mrs. S would hang out. Oh, I would disagree with you on that. I'm sorry. Okay. But I would, Maybe you, uh, yeah, like I said, you might disagree with me, but. London, I mean, I honestly was convinced they actually filmed some second unit in London. Yeah, from the pictures my friends have shown me of being in London, that looked a lot like London as opposed to what TV has shown me London is. Yeah. Well, I thought that that building, you know, there's this big building, I mean, which which was fine, except that it was this really, there weren't really a lot of cars moving around this big, big open, like, street in front of that building. And I just got a feeling yeah, like, okay, like, they found they found some building somewhere in, in Toronto that would work, and they had a few taxis, and they just made it, you know, that's how they did it, and that, I don't know. Well, yeah, but at that by that time, it was like 4 o'clock in the morning, because when they're at Kendall's house, the sun is coming up. So it's not like it was prime taxi-getting time. Um, well, the first, it's when they get Four out of the... 4 in the morning is prime taxi-getting time, actually. Depending what day of the oh, week it yeah. is. Actually, that, um, it was the first point. scene Sorry. where they get out of the taxi and they have their suitcases. Oh, when they're at the pub? Yeah, when they before oh, they get okay. to the pub, yeah. Oh, okay. And so that was, like, part of the first scene, and that really, like, I was like, whoa. And so, okay, sorry. No, sorry. It's just fine. Um, I'm going to – I really enjoyed this episode, um, and it was a really good almost finale. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and give it 9.5 singing Siobhan the Bombs. Um, all right. Hey, Janice, do we have feedback? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have feedback. First, we have from Harold. I knew Shay wasn't the mole. It would have been too obvious. Gracie seems like an obvious choice in retrospect, but she had me fooled with all the hugs and bonding. It's hard to imagine how Cosima's relationship with Shay can survive Delphine's threat of a faked suicide. It seemed to me that Delphine was too quick to take such an extreme measure when she didn't have any firm evidence. Is this the conclusion of Allison and Donnie's Breaking Bad arc? We still have the election and maybe Jason to deal with, but I wonder if there will be enough time to cover that in the finale. I feel like this and last season's theater storyline were too brief. Allison needs her own miniseries. Helena as Allison is one of my favorite clone swaps. It feels less like an impersonation than a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde transformation. I have mixed feelings about the reveal that Mrs. S.'s mom is the original. It's kind of like finding out that Paul was a double or triple agent for Castor. It's a wee bit coincidental for my tastes. Are we going to see Marion Bowles this season? Now would seem to be the time if finding the original means a cure for Charlotte. I rate this 8 out of 10 coals that changes your syntax. Very nice. Thank you, Harold. Thank that was you, great. Harold. 
And then um, from the Facebook page, after I finished watching yesterday, I posted, holy shite, which received the comment from Shane, that's what I said. <laughs> and then uh, Val Pass said, I may be in the minority, but I like this newer version of Delphine. She is way more interesting now, but I'm glad she didn't go through what she sure seemed like she was going to do. And I've liked Shay, even though she's pretty much a plot device up till this point. Not too much going on character-wise. But we'll see where all that goes in this last episode. And then Annette Pullum said, I like the new Delph- uh, Delphine to Val Pass. You're not alone. I'm not against the new Delphine. I just kind of missed the puppy. <laughs> well, uh, there's enough people that are violent. We don't need Delphine to be, too. Okay, I get your point. I get that. But we also need somebody to be violent and who better than somebody we already love. Right. You know what I mean? Somebody who's already, in the, instead of introducing, like, another person that they would have to give backstory and all this kind of stuff to. Yeah. This way, it's we already have the backstory. We already know <laughs> who she is. So next week is the season finale. Mm-hmm. And who's our guest we'll next be, week? <laughs> we'll be joined by Shane, who we haven't heard from at all this one. At, <laughs> I know. Anybody talked to him recently? Um, Indeed. And Lynette and I will be podcasting from the same place. Yeah. I'm so excited. I know. It's going to be so much fun. We will post lots of annoying selfies and pictures of us. <laughs> <laughs> Look what we get to do together that you guys are here for. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, yes. And then, yeah, and then over uh, the hiatus, hopefully we'll be able to get our comic book uh, edition cast up and running. Awesome. And... Uh, you know, we might check in from time to time with silly theories or announcements or, you know, just to remind you guys that we still exist and don't leave us. You know, whatever. <laughs> All right. All right. So that's it for this episode, and we will see everybody for the next one. Bye. 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 Nobody, I'm walking. It's my sandals. Okay. <laughs> I was like, somebody's going to be gnawing on popcorn. I'm chilling. All right. All right. Uh, epic promo. Take one. In a land before time. We're in a radio station. In a studio that came before vinyl. We didn't come before vinyl. We started with it. From a time that came before radio was epic. Free the line. One man decided to change history. Nope. Four men decided to change history. We're not changing history. Make history. We're not making history. Recite history. Ah. Please just read the line right there in front of you. But the show is called Epic. All you have to say is listen to Epic on CHSR 97.9 FM or subscribe at geeklu.com. That's G-E-E-K-L-O-O dot com slash Epic. Making thunderous echoes across the waves. That's it.
I'm done. I can't work with Thunderous this Thunderous echoes. A solemn walk off to the distance into the sunset. Kitty sprinkles.